what she said. I'm a bust it, hey, bust it, hey, back it up, Must be the cash, cause it ain't your face. Must be the cash, cause it ain't your face. Hey. Anyway, moving on. What it do? What it do, gang, crew, my fellow students? Welcome to the Student Center. Wow, I'm sorry. I just, I'm getting this really strong purple and blue vibration right now oh my god and now it's purpling i mean blue and green wow i wish i could only see what i'm experiencing right now but you can't and this isn't even the full first minute we haven't even made it anyway like i said welcome to the student center my actually i don't think i said that i think i just said what's up but welcome to the student center my fellow students how are y'all doing oh that's wonderful and if you're not doing wonderful that's terrible but i hope you your day gets better actually and truly because nobody deserves to have a bad day. Well, except for the people who do deserve to have a bad day. They deserve to have even worse days. But if you're not a person that deserves to have a bad day, I truly hope everything gets better for you. This is, I guess, this is the first episode I'm making for this new semester that I'm in. And um, we're already a month in. So let's just say I'm a little tardy on my episode and my posting but this is just for this is a valid reason of course i've had a lot of things happening right now a lot's going on um that i'm not really going to get into right now i'll probably get into it later but i just don't feel like talking about that shit so (laughs) just know um your boy is going through some major changes right now as i'm sure a lot of other people are because this is this is september we today is currently september 14th 2022 and I just feel like this is a time for change and transformation. Um, we're a lot of us, a lot of me and a lot of my friends are being tested. We're going through different types of tests, experiences, um, things that I just feel like are for the betterment of our, you know, future selves, our growth, you know. So like I'm here for it or whatever, but oh my God, like this is <laughs> bonkers, man. This isn't ugh bleh. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm sorry. I'm just keep looking at this blue and purple like low low glow that I'm getting from my microphone and my phone. It was happening at the same time. Just I'm really loving this right now. But anyway, um, my day also there's purple and blue in front of me right now. Anyways, I'm gonna shut up with all my synchronicities. <laughs> um, thanks for asking. My day is my day was all right. You know, I went to uh. I went to class. No, what I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I woke up, went to class, my Spanish class. Um, went to work, but I didn't work. I just studied at my job. Then went to, back to class, went to stat. Then I linked up with Ethan and some friends, and I just came home. So it was a pretty basic day, you know what I'm saying? Pretty bare, bleh, you know, nothing exciting or whatever. But um, this semester, this semester is certainly... You know, I really can't even say much on it, to be fairly honest, because it just started a month ago. So, like, even though I'm behind with, you know, episodes, as I have been doing a lot of work for classes, I, um, this is still fairly new. I've only been to, like, these classes. Let me see. How many weeks in are we? If we started on, we haven't even been in a full month. We started on the 15th, and today is the 14th. So one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, um, 
we're literally five weeks in right now. Um, so, you know, things are going pretty smoothly so far as this is the beginning of the semester still, as I just said, but, um, it's only a matter of time before midterms come up and everything gets all hectic and crazy. And, you know, literally from midterms to finals is just a mess, uh, just mess, just a lot. So I'm just trying to get, you know, my, myself, my life and my mind together before mess hits, because, it's really easy to lose yourself and your um your schedule like your study schedule your sleep schedule your work schedule your mental schedule like it's just really easy to lose a lot of that to lose track and just let that let all that go but um i'm not here for that i'm not trying to do that because as soon as i let let that go it just it just becomes well messy for lack of a better term so I'm trying to keep myself together. I bought a calendar, a dry erase calendar. So I'm writing my classes on there when I have due dates, when I have projects, this, that, and the other notes are tips that I can give to myself, you know, and just, I'm just taking it day by day, man, taking it day by day. So that's how, you know, semester is going for me so far overall. The classes I'm taking right now, child, I'm taking five classes, five full-time mother-loving classes. So, um... How many credit hours do I have? I want to say I have 15 credit hours. I don't know, but I just know I'm a full-time student, right? Because I'm taking five freaking classes. Three of them are in person and two of them are online. Um, I'm taking Spanish statistics. I am taking um, film genres and movements, which is so far proving to be my favorite class because it's film genres and movements. Like, it's super cool. We're talking about, before I even get into that, um, who is this messaging me? Oh, it's Twitter. First of all, all these bots are following me on Twitter, bro. And I don't know none of these people. Well, of course, they're bots. So I guess I wouldn't know any of them. But like, if they're real people, I don't know none of these people. And they're all following me. And they all are posting suggestive pictures on their timelines and it's i mean on their um feed and it's making me it's popping up on my timeline and if i'm in public god forbid somebody sees my phone because uh, they will just have that uh mindset of me that i do that i am a little pervert who follows all these people on twitter and this is not the case it's not i don't know these people so i'm finna mute this girl yes i'm sure um and <laughs> keep it pushing with my podcast as I just got distracted, hello. So, what was I talking about? Yeah. Um, after film genres and movements, I'm taking. Oh, those are all my in-person classes. Those three, my two online classes are um, com research, communication research methods, and intro to mass communication. So you know, and I got a full plate. You know what? With all of that, and then work. Um, but it's, you know, enough to keep me busy. I can't be really mad about it. Uh, I like to be busy. And of course my classes aren't terrible. The only core class I'm taking is statistics and everything else is for my major for the most part, um, or my minor because I am taking Spanish as well. So I'm just ready to, oh my God, it just got so quiet anyway. Personally, I'm just ready to be done already with this semester as it did just start. 
But you know what? To, to to we can only like I said roll with the punches and take this mess day by day. <laughs> so it just got so quiet. Um, as you can tell, I'm not screaming right now at the top of my lungs like I do sometimes. Because actually, I don't think I do that at all on my podcast. Maybe a couple times, but especially not now because. I am staying with my folks. I said I wasn't finna get into everything. I'm not, but just know I'm finna, I'm staying with my folks. So if I sound, you know, a little quieter, like I'm whispering or something, that's why. But I mean, you still hear my voice, and you're still gonna love my voice because my voice is my voice, and I'm me, and you are you, and you love me, duh. So moving on from that, hold on, let me get a sip of this drink. <clears throat> so this is what is this? Child, I thought this is stevia. Is zevia? I don't even know what zevia is. It is zero calorie soda. Now I did stop drinking soda for a point in time, but it looks like I'm doing it again. So <laughs> this is zero calorie. It's healthy soda. It's, I don't think it's even really considered actual soda. And I, I had a Coke Zero the other day. Again, for the same reasons. It's not really real soda. It's healthy soda, in my eyes, at least. So, what's the div? I mean, not what's the div. What's the similarity, I guess? What's the comparison? I'm not going to lie. That's probably sounded really nice, though. Y'all probably was like, mm -hmm. that probably means y'all want to get the soda. Hold on. Let me do a little ASMR. If you don't want to hear this, just skip ahead. I don't care. that one nice long and wet i don't uh i don't hate this but i don't like it either <laughs> like i'll drink it but it's not something that you'll catch me guzzling down every uh every day going to the fridge and back for but anyway <clears throat> uh, i hope you enjoyed that if you didn't enjoy that well it's over with now so get over it uh today i am going to be doing my mass communication work so is um basically a discussion post talking about magazines and newspapers and all that fun stuff. And we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it because do deny. So we're gonna do it, right? Um intro to mass communication. It's really what it sounds like. Intro the introduction to the world of mass communication with social media, with books, with newspapers, uh print media, broadcast media all of that for the history of media like whatever you think it is it probably is. when it when it comes to communication it probably is so um we talked so far about books and um let me see hold on i'm trying to remember off the top of my head earliest media memory i don't remember what that that um week was about 
but I'm sure it was about the basics, the bare basics. Actually, let me just look at my notes. Der. Herp the derp. Derp or herp. Yeah, literally just different different um, effects that the media has on people. Just some bare bones mess that isn't really technical. But now we're getting to the like the good stuff. So last week we were talking about books. Well, this week we're talking about, um, or a couple weeks ago we were talking about books. But this week we're talking about magazines and newspapers, like I said earlier. So, um... Ultimately, our discussion for today is she has a separated into three groups, and I'm in the first group because it is she just separated us by last name. If you're A through H, you're in the first group, and my last name is Bill, so I start with a B. Quick math. So our our uh, discussion, our prompt, or whatever you want to call it is to take a look at the list of Pulitzer Prize winners for investigative reporting. Um, we choose one of the winners or the runners-up, runners, runner-ups, runners-up, whatever, and we explain how the story fits into some or all of the news values. And then we have to also address whether the story would have been a good fit for broadcast in addition to print. So basically... Um, we're just going to pick a story, define, I mean, not define, but determine whether it fits any or all of the news values, and then just say if it would have been, uh, would have been a good pro- broadcast in addition to print, which is easy peasy, but we're going to talk through this, so um, let's see, let's see, let's see, see, let's see, let's see, let's see, I wonder who's in my class, if it's like any people I know in this class. How do I do this? Let me, just me getting really distracted real quick. I just am really curious. So earlier today, I um I met up with Ethan. He was at Sky at Skybucks. What? He was at Starbucks. And excuse me, that was disgusting. Oh my gosh. I don't know this person. Anyways, I don't think I know this person. But um Oh my god. No, I don't know this person. Anyway, <laughs> I met up with Ethan at Starbucks and well um as soon as I went over there I saw this girl that I had a class with last last semester in my um in my my, my, my law ethics and diversity class. Yeah, I remember I really liked that class a lot. It was really, you know, interactive and everything. So when I saw her, I was like, I just immediately was like, oh my God, I recognize her. So I was like, hey. And then she was like, hi. But like her hi was like, who are you? Like, why are you talking to me? And it didn't click. Um, it didn't click until after I said hi, actually. That I was like, yo, me and this girl have never had an interaction, a conversation, a key. Like we haven't had nothing. And I just sat here and said, hey, all up in her face. Like I knew her. <laughs> And I just felt really embarrassed. I'm still playing that moment back. Like, why did I do that? Why did I say I should have just left it? But um, all that to say, I don't recognize the names of any of these people in this class. So, which is kind of shocking because for people under the same major, you kind of just see that person a lot. um, Or at least they see their name a lot, you know when uh because you have the same classes you're in the same grade you're in the same major 
So you kind of just see some of these people a lot of times. So I was kind of wondering if I uh, recognized a couple of these people, but <clears throat> I don't know these motherfuckers. So we're just going to go back to our discussion and get into the eager Ewok. So first things first, we need to figure out what these news values are. Now, news values, when it comes to the world of mass communication and journalism and all that fun stuff, is basically the value of a st- <clears throat> values that determine whether a story is newsworthy or not. So whenever, oh, thank God, the freaking AC came back on, so like I don't sound super loud. But anyway, when um re- whenever journalists, reporters, or whoever get a story, they have to say, hey, is this really something that the people want to fucking hear, or is this just a waste of time? So they have to go through the values. It's six of them. Six of them being timeliness, proximity, prominence, consequence, rarity, and human interest. So we're just going to real quick identify which is which and what is what and what it means and what it belongs and whether the story that we pick, it fits it or not, right? First things first, I'm the realist. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lists and face it right. You should want a bad bitch like this. Drop it down and pick it up just like this. Cup of ace, cup of goose, cup of ears, some, 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 some. Have it taken on my wrist. What? Anyway, first things first, proximity is what I was trying to say. Proximity, we are currently on the, um, I could look on, actually, maybe I should look on my, on my, uh, in my textbook rather than just online. Although Google has all the answers that you're looking for. So there's really not a problem in my opinion, but again, let me just take a gander and look in my textbook, which I found online for the free ski. Ha ha ha. Using gen.lib. Um, this isn't a sponsor. Obviously I don't got no sponsors right now, but if you can't pay for no freaking books, because book books are literally a hundred dollars and over, probably freaking go to Library Genesis and find your book. So they have some of them, they don't have some of them. So you're really just looking out, like you know. But um, no matter because at the end of the day, I forgot what I was trying to say. You know what I'm saying? So, anyways, go to that website, Library Genesis. Hopefully, they have your book that you're looking for. If not, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to pay the hundred dollars on for Amazon and get that shit. A hundred dollars to rent it, mind you, not to buy it, to rent it, and uh, just worry with what you got. But if you can find it on Library Genesis, all you just gotta do is download it, and it's right there. Um, so I don't even think, literally, I don't think. First of all, my computer's moving. Oh, I. This is crazy to me. For some reason, this term is not in my book, and um, I couldn't find news value. The word new value, news values, <laughs> Jesus, I could not find the word news values either. So I don't even know if it talks about it in my book. So we're just gonna go back to Google and go back to this website. Um, I am using um, what is this? UNOmaha.edu. University of Nebraska, Omaha. So I'm just using their website to uh, define what creates a newsworthy story. 
period. So first things first, I'm not finna do that first verse again. I almost did. Proximity. So it says here that proximity is important. Please, who is, let me get distracted again. Journalists are just interested in things that impact their communities. So we could really just say that proximity is based on the community. Does it? Does it pertain to the community? I like that. I'm going to write must pertain to community. Community. Okay, period. Now, up next, we have timeliness. Um, This is not in the same order that I wrote them down, but it's irrelevant, honestly. Prominent, no, timeliness, sorry. News consumers expect timely information. So, like, obviously, it is what it says, timeliness. Is it fresh? Is it new? I'm going to write, is it fresh? I like that. Is it hot? Is it, ooh, I like that. Is it hot? Is it, is it fresh and hot? Ooh. Um, skip ahead real quick if you don't want to hear this. <laughs> Anyway, prominence, excuse me, that was gross. Prominence means that the events and announcements that involve high-profile figures are more likely to generate media coverage. So, <clears throat> prominence means importance. Is the, is the subject important? Hmm. Visits from national figures often require months of preparation due to anticipated community interest. Like, if Barack Obama was coming to freaking Marietta, Georgia, then that would be, like, they would be talking about that in the newspaper. Like, So, I'm going to write, is... What should I write? What's the, what's the, what's the definition of an aristocrat? Aristocrat, the highest class. Okay, period. So aristocratic prominence. I'll say, is there aristocratic influence? Okay, period. Something like that. Ooh, I like that subject or topic. I'm gonna look back and be like, Arista, what? aristocratic friend aristocratic so i wrote prominence is aristic is about an aristocratic subject or topic and what it means to be an aristocrat just means that you are a high profile person in this society or you have a high class a high title you're just that person like freaking barack obama he's an aristocrat i i hope i'm using that correctly actually let me just double check excuse me that was disgusting Define aristocrat. Here's the definition of aristocrat. Jesus, woman. A member of the aristocracy. Girl, what? Why did she do that? A member of the aristocracy. Okay, thank you. What the heck is an aristocracy? I don't think I'm using... I don't think Barack Obama is an aristocrat. What makes someone an aristocrat? Someone from the ruling class, usually those with nobility, money, or both. So I feel like aristocrat is more so like meant in a monarchy. And that's not what I'm... Aristocracy is a form of government. Okay, yeah. Um, 
that places the strength and so an aristocracy is a form of government that places the strength in the hands of small privileged ruling class aka the aristocrats i don't i don't think that's uh i don't think yeah barack obama's definitely not an aristocrat i don't think we have aristocrats in america i don't know so i'm not i don't think i use that right at all aristocratic subject or topic i'm just going to write freaking celebrity at this point because <laughs> subject or topic about celebrity and leave it at that because um i don't think i fully understand well i mean i fully understand i just couldn't find a word for it but that's what i'm right so prominence is basically defining i mean it means that the story is about a celebrity <laughs> At the end of the day is what I'm getting from it. Consequence, 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 consequence. So that would mean arguably the most important element of newsworthiness is whether or not the news item being communicated impacts a news outlet's audience. For ejemplo, let's imagine researchers have found a cost effective, okay, the more people affected, the greater news. Okay, so consequence. Does it? How much does it impact the community? How is the is the community is the community impacted? I like that. Why is my pen acting strange? Community impacted. Period. Well, and then we have rarity, aka novelty or oddity. Basically, it can influence whether a whether or not a news outlet is likely to cover a story. Well, that's no freaking help at all. The novelty or oddity of a situation can help influence whether or not a story outlet, a news outlet is likely to cover a story. What does that even mean? I'm just going to write... I'm going to write how likely is it, how likely is a story to be... How likely is a story to be covered? Yeah, because they didn't give me shit but shit on that definition. But anyway, and lastly, but certainly not leastly, we have human interest. While my, excuse me, while many of the above news values are interwoven, human interest stories often stand apart. These stories speak to our shared experience, emphasizing uniquely human elements such as personal growth or an unexpected act of kindness. Okay, so human interest, humanitarian qualities. Oh, I love that, I love that. Um, and feel good stories. I'm gonna write feel good stories too. Stories, okay. Big person, so now we have all of our news values defined. Let's run through them real quick. So timeliness, is it fresh and height? Is it height? Is it fresh and is it height? Hi, like fresh out of the oven, like is it hi? Proximity it has to pertain to the community. Does it pertain to the community? Does our story do that? Prominence is the subject or the topic about a celebrity or a famous person or a rich person or a high class figure. Boom. Um, consequence or impact, aka how is the community impacted? Basically, that's what just what that means. How is the community impacted? Or like I guess what is 
what are you talking what is the story talking about that impacts the community boom i like that rarity how is how likely is the story to be covered is it a common thing that we see all the time or is it something that's like oh well let's talk about this and then human interest which is basically just humanitarian qualities feel good stories and whatnot things like that so now that we have that all put together let's go through let's go through these pulitzer prize disgusting excuse me winners and see what we want to talk about i feel like i feel like i feel like i did uh, something along the lines of this last semester for um my um whatever class i was just talking about my favorite class you know i'm trying to say a lot of ethics and diversity but I don't fully remember. This my phone is vibrating, and I keep wanting to grab it because, like, who was texting me? And it's not even like text messages. It's probably just Instagram notifications or something. People hit me up on Insta. But um, I'm gonna grab my phone and find out anyways. But I'm pretty sure it's literally nothing. Not even a human. I'm pretty sure that I did something along the lines of this with that class. So let's see. Let's see, let's see. What we want to talk about. I kind of want to choose something newish, but I feel like first of all, let me see what uh other people in my group did before I even decide what to do. Because I don't want to do something that somebody else did. Then I'm gonna have to be like, I'm gonna have to fight somebody. Oh, oh, that's not okay, period. Um, okay, so let's see. Oh my god, that would have been a really good one to talk about. Um, but I can't talk about that one. So there's one that I can't talk about. Let me see. Prescription drugs. So we got the pervert gynecologist, and we have the prescription drugs that were harmful to humans, but I can't talk about either of those. Let me see what else. We have um, the West Virginia opioid crisis. Oh, I can't talk about that. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Kids in protective care who were severely abused. Oh, these are, I should have been started on this, to be honest. Um, Matt Hamilton. Okay. Oh, somebody else talked about that already, so I'm not going to. Okay, multiple people talked about this um, pervert gynecologist who was harassing young women. So I'm not even finna touch that one because everybody in their mom is talking about it. Literally, their mothers are typing them the discussions for them. Um, and that's all. So, okay, it sounds like I still have a fair picking to choose from. Fair picking. Let me see if um, anybody else from my group posted in the last few minutes no it doesn't look like it okay per so we can choose let's see this story was um these are Pulitzer prize winners and these are this is for investigative reporting so this story was this year in 2022 by Corey J Corey J Corey G Johnson and Rebecca Rebecca Willington and Eli Murray of or Murray, excuse me, whichever one of the Tampa Bay Times. 
So they basically put together an expose of highly toxic hazards inside Florida's only battery recycling plant, which forced the implementation of safety measures to adequately protect brokers and nearby residents, which is pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. But let's see what else we can get. Um. Oh, and then we also have the runner-ups, but I'm not gonna look at all of them. Um. We just we just we only do winners run these parts. So for 2021, we have Matt Rochello. I'm. Let me look at what years these people put that so that I know what year not to look at. Okay, so I have one that I can't choose. That was the 2001 Pulitzer Prize winner. The 2017 Pulitzer Prize winner. And uh, the 2019. So 20, what did I say? 2001, 2017, and 2019 are the reports that we don't want. We're going to stay away from those. I Oh, let me go to the very beginning. 1985. So, oh... Oh my god, this one is interesting. This was in 1985. The very first is this the very first Blizzard Prize winner? Well, let me see who let me see. I'm kind of curious. Mm, very first. Excuse me, excuse me. What was the very first Pulitzer Prize for investigative reporting? According to Wikipedia. 1967, Gene Miller of Miami Herald, for initiative and investigative reporting that helped to free two persons wrongfully convicted of murder. How interesting. Why is that not on the, what's it called? 1967. So then this is not the first person to have been given the, to have won the Pulitzer Prize. But nonetheless, this was in 1985. So this was over 25 years ago. So we're going to talk about it. Let me see. Five. So 90 to 95 to 2000 to 05 to 10 to 15 to 20. So that's um 35 years ago. Well, 30, 37 years ago because we're in 2022 now. So that was this was 37 years ago. Wow. If you were born in 1985, you're 37 years. If you're 37 years old listening to this, thank you for listening and supporting me. Um, I just didn't think there would be anybody of such a stature listening to my, <laughs> of such an elegance and stature listening to my podcast. But if you fuck with it, thank you. I fuck with you. Anyway, moving on, because I don't know who I, who that was for, but that was meant for somebody. I think I'm going to talk about this one. So I've been hyping this up for a cool five minutes now and haven't said a single word about it. So let me finally explain to you what I'm looking at. Um, This is a um an expose. Sorry, lost my train of thought for a second. This is an expose by William K. Marimau of the Armorimau. I'm so sorry that I don't know how to pronounce these people as names. Of the Philadelphia Inquirer, Inquirer. I'm sure I said that right though. Um, and this was for his revelation that city police dogs had attacked more than 350 people. 
and it led to the ex investigations of the K-9 unit and the removal of dozens of officers from it. Very interesting to me because, you know, you don't hear about K-9 city police dogs attacking civilians, especially not at more than 350 people at a time. So this is quite quite the story in my opinion and i kind of want to see what the outcome of that was what the impact um was for you know them officers who i guess had something to do with it um but let me also um see let me just look a little bit more so we have excuse me gross extremely disgusting in 86 uh jeffrey a marks and michael m york of the lexington herald leader who uh, exposed cash payoffs to the University of Kentucky's basketball players in violation of NCAA regulations and led to reforms, cash payoffs. Yikes. No good. No good. Um, 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 in 87, John Wostendike. Wostendick? Wostendick. I'm so sorry. I don't know. Of the Philly. Oh, another person from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Um, who did prison beat reporting, which included proving the innocence of a man convicted of murder. Interesting. Um, um, oh, we have in 1989, Bill Dedman of the AJC, Atlanta Journal and Constitution, for his investigation of racial discrimination practiced by lending institutions in Atlanta, reporting which to lead Oh, reporting which led to significant reforms in those polices, policies, excuse me. Interesting, interesting. Whoa. In 1990, Lou Kilzer and Chris Ison of the Star Tribune in Minneapolis, St. Paul. St. Paul, Minneapolis? I have no idea, whatever. Um, They reported that a network of local citizens who had links to members of the fire department profited from the fires, which, oh, I mean, including some described by the fire department itself as being, I'm sorry, that just lost my train of thought. I mean, I mean, that just lost my interest because I don't know what they're talking about anymore. I thought they were going to say that the firefighters were the ones profiting from the fires. Now it's going to be like, ooh, a scandalo, but I don't think that this is what they're, they're saying at all. Um, ultimately, I think I'm just going to stick with what I already know and just go with this first uh, story in 1985 by Mr. William K. Marimo of the Philadelphia Inquirer. <laughs> why is Philadelphia, why is Philadelphia this, so hard for me to say? Do they actually, oh, I mean, do they tell you the story? They don't show you the story question mark. Well, they oh, that's interesting. They just they just show me something that I already knew. They don't got the you don't got the full shebang. I mean, I guess she talking about okay, okay. So period. I guess just bare bones. Figure out what values this fits i thought this is going to tell me like a whole story or something but okay so i feel like um 
at that time it was timely, you know, because it seemed like something that had I'm finna look this up. Hold on. William K. Maramel of the Philadelphia Inquirer. They don't got the names of these of these um articles or nothing. So let's look these up. William K. Maramel of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Girl, that's not what I'm looking for. Oh my god. And then they finna make me girl, don't nobody want to pay for that. Oh, now he was dismissed. Fired. Why was he fired? And why is the New York Times the ones talking about this? This is Philadelphia. This is what I'm talking about. Don't nobody know how to mind their own business. New York and Philadelphia are so far away from each other. They're not that far away from each other. But it's the fact that y'all are two different states. Two-time Pulitzer Prize winner, period. This is crazy. Why is it so hard to find... To find um, this man's freaking article. Well, unfortunately, I cannot find Mr. William, Mr. Bill M's uh, article. So we're just going to have to go based off of what we got. That in the good city of probably somewhere in Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia, um, more than 350 plus people, more than three, 350 plus people were attacked by police dogs. Um, For one, I think that that is extremely rare. So I think that that automatically passes rarity. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with human interest, to be honest. There's no there's no feel good about that at all. In fact, I feel terrible for those people who were terribly attacked by probably a, just a bunch of German shepherds. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? First of all, a horde of German shepherds just chasing you down. And then not only that, like biting you and mauling you down. Oh, Jesus. So anyway. There's nothing human interesting about that. Human humanely interesting about that. Um, consequence is a community impacted. I think so because they're probably freaking traumatized, and also they lost um a dozen removal of a dozen officers. They lost a dozen officers. Um, so the police force is definitely impacted in that community. Um, prominence. The subject is not about a topic or a celebrity. I mean, the subject is not about a celebrity. <laughs> Um, it's about a bunch of different people. It does pertain to the community, so I would give it proximity, and I would also give it timeliness because I think it's fresh and hate. I think it's fresh. I think it's hate. So that's one, two, three, four. That's four things. That's four values. That oh, okay. That is four values. Um, news values that my story meets. So I am simply going to type this up and then we're going to start this next part of it. All right. So before I wrap this up, I, whoops. Okay. Before I wrap this up, I just want to write, I mean, oh my God, I just want to read out what I typed up and what I wrote down. Um, I think I can't edit this. So I'm just going to Go ahead and post this meow, A, so I don't forget, and B, so I don't have to do a lot of scrolling. Okay. I love how this always looks just so big and freaking paragraphy and juicy, because I promise you I didn't type that much. Only 235 words, but it looks like I typed a lot more. Anyway, so what I wrote is this. <clears throat> 
The story I decided to analyze was that of William K. Marimose of, oh my God, uh, let me start over. I messed up. The story I decided to analyze was that of William K. Marmo of the Philadelphia Inquirer. His story was about an attack by city police dogs on 350-plus civilians of the city. Um, maybe I should have put a Philadelphia, but whatever. You get the gist. I believe his story met three of the six news values. Excuse me. if I'm hiccuping a lot right now. I believe... <laughs> His story met three of the six news values. Proximity is met as the issue was found in the city of Philadelphia, and that is where he published his expose. Next is consequence, because the surrounding community was indeed impacted before, during, and after this story. Many victims of the attack were traumatized physically and mentally, and the community may have become destructing, destructing, distrusting in the police force created to protect them. After the story broke, the police force let go of a dozen officers in association with the attacks. Lastly, I believe this story is rare. Even though, the, even though police brutality is unfortunately not a rare sight, especially in the 80s, Allowing canine police dogs to attack civilians or even sick them on people is not commonly seen and is extremely is, is and is an extremely important topic to be discussed. Since I believe that three of the six values are met, I would consider Merrimo's story to be newsworthy, and I think it would definitely be a good fit for broadcast, as I feel that if the same story were to be broken in this day and age, it would receive way more attention than it did in this community and the rest of America. End scene and post. Um, I'm very confident in this answer. I like what I put. It looks good. It sounds smart. It's a lot of big words and it's a lot of small words too. It's just a lot of words in there. And that's what professors like. They like to read or something like that, right? So there's that. I know originally I said I was going to use timeliness, but as I did some more investigation in the story, I did come to find out that this happened in 1982, and I believe Marimo actually published his expose in 83, so basically a year later. Um, so I didn't want to put timeliness because I felt like it was it was fresh, but it wasn't hot. You know what I'm saying? It was lukewarm. It wasn't hot, though. It's got to be fresh and high, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just left that one out. But I mean, I feel like if a story covers three out of the six um news values, then it still counts. It, it, at least it's half of the values, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to two out of six, right? So I think we're good here. We'll uh, see what my classmates think of my answer. I mean, ultimately, I don't give a freak what they have to say, but then they do have to respond to my post. So I guess I'll take that into consideration or whatever, right? Um, but I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here um, and probably move on to another assignment. Whatever. We'll see where the wind takes us. Joe just called me, so I'm going to play Fort Nizzy with him. But um, meantime, in between time, go study, study hard, but don't study. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm jumping, I'm jumping. Um, please follow me. <laughs> um, at Arling King, A R L I N G K I N G. You can find me on Instagram. Um, 
you can find me on Twitter, but not under the same name. Under Twitter, you can find me at ooh underscore killum or killum underscore king. Um, you would spell that either o o h underscore k i l a m, or you would find it under k i l a m underscore k i n g. You know what? Have fun with those combinations, and let me know what you figure out when you get it right. Um, and with that. I will leave y'all to it. Thank you for listening and tuning in and hearing what I had to say about whatever I talked about, literally my homework. Thanks for listening to me do my homework. (laughs) Don't forget to study hard, but don't study too hard, y'all. All All right. Bye-bye.